The following is a Podcast 225 production. The movers. The movers. The shakers. The shakers. The people. The people. If it matters to the capital city, the region, and beyond, you'll hear it here. This. This. This is the Clay Young Show. All right, welcome back. We're kicking off this week with a conversation with one of my dearest friends. He is Julio Malera, the owner of Malera Enterprises, specifically the proprietor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, the preeminent publication for business and the economy and all things positive in Baton Rouge. What's up, my brother? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Uh, It's great to be with you, Clay. Well, we did television this week, and the segment was only seven minutes. And I was like, ain't no way we're going to be able to just keep this to seven minutes and not expand more. So I had to get you on the audio podcast, (laughs) bro. Well, it's my pleasure, man. We've got so much uh, momentum going in the capital region, man, that uh, uh, we got to make sure that uh, everybody's aware of what's transpiring out there. So let's talk a little bit about that. On on television, you talked about mindset, which I love it. And we were kind of limited in time. We're not really limited here. Uh, What is your advice or or the position you're taking on the mindset we should have right now as we enter this new year? Well, you know, as as you know, everything begins and ends with mindset, right? If you want to have a successful business, it starts with a mindset. If you want to have a successful marriage, it starts with a mindset. If you want to get physically in shape and get healthy, it starts with a mindset. Right. And I think that uh, uh, starting off the new year is, is the great opportunity to recalibrate and hit the reset button and get the right mindset so that we're moving in the right direction. I think our city... Again, uh, let's just take uh, business uh, in our local economy, right? You're hearing a lot of chatter regarding inflation, interest rates, uh, recession, geopolitical issues. And, and, and while all of those are realities, we got to have the mindset. we got to understand where we live geographically. We need to understand that uh, in every era of American business, there's always been opportunities, uh, and, uh, and that right now living in this region, uh, is really a blessing to be candid with you. I mean, we're projected for a two, 2.7% growth, which most cities in America would crave for this year, right? That's over 11,000 new jobs. And, uh, next year moving into 2025, uh, we're projected at a 3% growth. That's over 13,000 new jobs in the capital region. So I think our mindset should be one that's positive, not negative. It should be a mindset of growth, a growth mindset as opposed to fixed, meaning we have elasticity. We want to continue to transform our businesses, our lives, our relationships. And then uh, one of a mindset of abundance, not lack. I mean, this is still, for all our warts and challenges that we have in America, this is still the land of opportunity, man, where there is a vision, where there's innovation, where there's creativity, right? There's opportunity. And so I believe an abundance mindset is one that we all need to have right now as opposed to a lack mindset. Why do you think we, I I agree with everything you said, why do you think we struggle with that as a community? Because we are so fast to brag on the successes of Dallas and Houston and Austin and Atlanta and and, and Nashville. And, and we should, those cities are doing well, but we, we really don't look inwardly to talk about the wins here. Why do you think that is? Uh, you know, I think it's a generational uh, thing. You know, 
Um, I think that the volume has been so high in terms of we're last in this and we're not number one in that, and we we um, uh, it's almost like a self uh, prophetic uh, uh, issues that we've had from the past. But I but I'm telling you right now, you know, uh, we have at the business report we have an executive leadership academy. We have almost 500 alumni now, and I can tell you. I really believe in my heart that the next generation is the one that can help transform the capital region, meaning they're yep. not stuck in the old ways. Yep. They're not stuck in the past. And I think that part of the problem is, you well know, everything rises and falls on leadership. And I think that after a while, if it's not robust, if it's not evolving, if, if there's no elasticity in, um, I mean, the thinking and the imagination and even trying the impossible, right? I mean, you know, again, I'll, I'll use one another example. You know, we're one of the last few cities along the Mississippi River that has not leveraged our riverfront. And um, we, that's still an opportunity that, that we can leverage, right? We've got to do something. Uh, on that riverfront, uh, and some people from the past would go, well, we've tried that, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and nothing <laughs> happened. Well, guess what? That's an old mindset. Right. Guess what? There's a new, it's a new generation, and we're only limited to our imagination and our innovation. So I think that, that's been part of the problem, but I'm really focused more on the solution and where can we go with it. So what about the, and, and, and because you're a leader here, um, what about, what do you think about the way leaders can contribute to the things that you're talking about? Well, I think one of the most important things, right? Um, I, I, so let's just talk about momentum for a moment. You know, momentum is the force that propels organizations, that propels individuals, that can propel your life, uh, your city forward, right? Like, um, you know, We've had crime issues. We've had issues with our public education. We've had issues with infrastructure, okay? Um, those are not uh, uh, limited to Baton Rouge. I mean, right. almost every city in America That's is, right. is, 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 is challenged with those three things, right? That's right. And, 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 but it does take leadership that's bold, that's not self-serving, right, uh, that has an ability to listen to others uh, because none of us – have have uh, you know have it fig you know have it figured out, and here's the thing with momentum, uh, Clay. Momentum is ignited by vision, right? It's fueled by faith and belief, right? Meaning that you got to believe, right, that it's possible, that the opportunity is there. It's supported by systems, and it's sustained by resiliency and grit, right? So where whatever the leadership, and I don't think that we've had enough. Uh, uh, I don't think that we've had enough of that type of leadership that's been visionary and that's had grit and resiliency and trying to push forward some of the ideas and some of the uh, uh, initiatives that Baton Rouge needs to reach its full potential in the region. Yeah. And I'm talking about politically. Yeah. I'm talking about privately. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking the private and the public sector. You know, some people make money and it's just about them and they want to sit in the corner and they're easy to complain, but they're not engaged. Yep. Other people looking for their own self-interest. Uh, and what's going to get them uh, reelected as opposed to, hey, how can we really transform and move this community forward for the next generation? So when you have selfless uh, leadership, when you have bold leadership, things can happen. Look, I love that. I had a chance to speak at Rotary last year, and one of the things that I said was, 
I'm often in conversations when people are saying, what's the, what's the chief doing about this? What's the mayor doing about this? What's the sheriff doing about this? What's the DA doing about this? And my challenge was, what are you doing about the things that you complain about every day? Like, are you doing anything to address the things that bother you? And I, and I think that we have to be intentional about telling people that don't sit in groups of people who only want to gripe about what's broken. It's like, what the hell are you doing to try to fix it? You know? That's right. That's exactly right. You've got to engage, man. You've got to engage. And too many people, can you imagine if both from the public and private sector, if everybody did something, right, to clean up our city, right, to uh, help those that are less fortunate, right, to, uh, uh, um, uh, to support uh, new initiatives. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing if, if, if everybody who lives in the community would do their part. But we have too many, it's almost like the old 80-20, we have, we, uh, and I'm not even sure it's 20%, but we have, let's just suppose we've got 20%, it's certainly we've got 80% of spectators and 20% of the people uh, that are engaged in the process of trying to do something, whether it be in Mid-City, whether it be in Ascension Parish, whether it be downtown, whether it be North Baton Rouge, whether it be the riverfront or whatever. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. And what you said earlier about people who talk about the, you know, we, we've been trying it, we, we, but it hasn't worked. You said something when we did television this week that, I, that I, want, I want you to talk about again. You talked about, you know, this year having a mindset to have exponential growth, not just saying I want 2% here, 3% here. But no, I want to see how can I get 25%? You know, how can I, how can I double what I did? Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so, you know, what happens to most people is that m- most of us think linear. Uh, uh, we're linear thinking, uh, uh, thinkers, and so uh, because it's a lot easier. So, for example, if I'm running a business, we say, hey, we grew 2%. Next year we're going to grow 3%, or maybe we'll grow 4%. Or if, 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 if I'm sitting at my desk and I said to you, hey, my door is five feet away, uh, I can count the steps. And so that's what I would call linear thinking. But exponential thinking, having an exponential mindset, uh, is, is the polar opposite of linear thinking. Um, and it's saying, hey, listen, instead of growing 2 or 3%, we're going to shoot for 25 or 40%. And people go, what? The people start freaking out. How are we ever going to get there? And so the vision or the goal um, is, is, is about multiplication. Right. It's not about addition or subtraction, right, or division. It's about multiplication. And so what happens is that when you and I set our vision, when we set the objective uh, in exponential terms, what happens is that most people freeze and they go, I don't know how it could be possible. But, and, and that's the mistake, which is the reason why most people are not growing at, a, at, at exponential um, uh, 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 levels because the key, and here's the key, Clay, is that you go, hey, we're going to go from here to way over there, but you don't try and figure out at that moment how you're going to get there. The key right. is to have that vision, to have that goal, and what happens is that over the course of time, you will figure out a way strategically, creatively, uh, through innovation, um, through, through, uh, through input, you will figure out a way to get there, but if there is no vision for that big exponential mindset, then you're never going to get there, and that's the big mistake. We all live in ourselves. Frankly, the greatest limitation that most organizations have and individuals have is not really the competition. It's not really the, the economy. It's the person in the mirror.
Mm. It's ourselves. Yeah. We limit ourselves. How do you stay so focused, man? I mean, as long as I've known you, you've always been so focused on what's next and, and being positive. You don't really tolerate negativity around you. How do you maintain that? You know, I, um, you know, I've just become disciplined. You know, what I figured out, uh, I told my wife that uh, when I die, if I go before her, uh, <laughs> my, my, my life scripture, um, as you know, prayer, reflective thinking, yeah. uh, 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 reading is, is, uh, is extremely important to me. I do it every day. Even on my worst days, um, a couple of years ago, I, I started... I, I literally, I get on my knees and I thank God for, uh, I have gratitude for three things. I find them. As a matter of fact, two Mondays ago, I had the worst Monday, man. <laughs> you ever had one of those days where when it rains, it pours? Yes. I mean, it was a problem to yes. the left, to the right. Yes. Oh, my God, man, yes. the next person, I wanted to strangle somebody. But you know what? <laughs> on my way home, I go, I'm going to find three things. And I found three things that I could be grateful for. Yeah. And so, you know, there's an ancient uh, scripture that says, do, do not be conformed to this world, but be yeah. transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, uh, frankly, what I do is I, I'm, I'm a steward of my mind. Uh, uh, um, uh, I, I don't, like you said, I don't tolerate uh, uh, negativity, uh, synonism. You, yep. know, you know, the yep. monks call, there's three things they call the cancer of the mind. Comparing, criticizing, right, um, and and um, I'm trying to think, comparing, criticizing, oh, and complaining. Yeah, those are the three cancers of the mind, is what the monks say. And so I try to stay away from those three things because listen, we're all going to have problems, right? So what is the solution? How can we move forward, right? There's always going to be adversity and storms of life, right? So how can we get through them? It's going to take endurance. And then the third thing is that we got to recognize you know, is that the day that we take personal responsibility for everything that happens in our lives, um, you know, is the day that we, uh, that we're able to move forward. And so, uh, like you, you know, Hey, one of the reasons you and I've cultivated our friendship is because you're so positive. I believe optimism is a competitive edge, That's certainly right. in business. That's right. Right. And, and, and even, you know, I, I said it last year, but I said it at your company meeting, you know, recently, look, I don't care if a recession, depression comes, we're not participating. We are going to take care of our customers. Right. We are going to outserve our competitors. We are going to take care of our people. We're going to take care of our community. And what I've learned uh, now that I'm in my fifties <laughs> is that when we take care of the community, the community takes care of uh, of us. So uh, we're trying to focus on solutions and serving other people, and the rest of it takes care of itself. I, I agree with you, man. But but you know, I think there's been such a regression in the way that people operate here and 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 I stay away from it and and what I mean is you've talked so well about all the positive things here and and the things that are broken that need to be addressed I think we can do as a community but this this the savagery of politics now it's like the average person doesn't want to get into politics regardless of what side of the aisle you're on because it just doesn't seem like it goes anywhere I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think we've got to change the narrative. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go address 225 Forum. I now, in all my executive leadership uh, uh, academies, at the end, our last session, we talk about philanthropy and the importance of getting involved in your community and giving back. Um, and so I think, again, part of it is changing the mindset, right, through education, through giving insights. 
And so what I'm trying to encourage the next generation is you got to get involved. One, you got to vote. Two, think about running and being a difference maker. And 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 th- and this is why I, I I think what you're talking about is the old guard. I mean, people that have been here, you know, they get tainted. Right. Uh, and I've told several of my friends that have actually thrown in the white towel. Some people have given up on Baton Rouge. Yeah. Some people have given up on Louisiana. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to keep fighting until I go to the grave. Brother, me too. Uh, I, I love Louisiana. Yep. I love the capital region. Yep. Uh, I, I want to do my part to help facilitate transformation for the next generation uh, because we have never lived up to our, our, our potential uh, in our state or our region. You know, I had some folks in town this week from Chicago and some folks who had drove, who had driven up from uh, New Orleans <clears throat> for business. And, you know, we had lunch at, at, after some stuff here. And to hear people from outside talk about our city. And, and it just, I, I, when we did television yesterday, I didn't know everything you were going to say. And it's amazing. And it's almost embarrassing to know that. People come into here and rave about the food, the culture, yeah. everything. Yeah. And then there are people I know who live here, who make a great living here, who are having their families here, who do nothing but complain. And it's like, it, it's like you know, it, it just goes to show you that, that the thing you feed is the thing that grows. And, yeah. and I want to yeah. feed the positivity. I'm not trying to feed what's broken. There's bad traffic in every major city in America. Yeah. But not every major city can feed you like Baton Rouge does. The, you know, there's crime in every major city in Baton Rouge, but not every community will not come across the, uh, you know, come come to your yard or knock on your door if there's a problem like we do in Baton Rouge. There are far more positives here. Totally agree, man. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and look, uh, I have experienced the same thing. Everybody. Matter of fact, I'm bringing a national conference here, the National Association of uh, Business Journals, um, and they've had their, their conferences in Detroit, Chicago, um, and um, because of what we do down here uh, at Business Report, um, the board voted to come down to Baton Rouge, and at first I was excited, then I got nervous, and then I realized, you know, every time I bring visitors, outsiders, guests here. They talk about what, how quaint, yep. what a lovely community, how yep. friendly the people are, how great the food is, what yep. great weather we have. Yep. You know, particularly uh, you know people from the north, and so <laughs> they love it down here. And yet, the majority, not all, like you're saying, not all, but a good majority of people uh, are not, um, you know, speaking and 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 uh, don't have the appreciation that outsiders do of, uh, of yeah. who we are and what we have. Man, you're like me. You travel all over this country, and, and I, I, I'm in a lot of cities in every part of America, and I love coming home. I just do. And, and I think that the more we feed that, and that's what I love about what you're doing, the more we feed that, I think the more other people will stand up and feed that. I know that uh, Van Lathan was here this week, and I know he does some stuff with TMZ. And one of the things that uh, that I've enjoyed about what he's done when I see him is he has these T-shirts, Julio, that read Baton Rouge versus everybody. I'm still trying to find that shirt. I, can't, I don't know where to get one from. But, but, but that's how I look at it. It's us versus everybody. We have to have that team mindset, man. Yes, totally agree, man. And, and look, 
This is not a black, white, nope. north, south yeah. ascension versus yeah. Livingston, the yeah. over the river, across right. the river, this river, man. Right. Together, man, a rising tide raises all boats. We all live in this community. We love the community. And what I've discovered is most human beings are looking for the exact same thing. People want peace. People yep. want access to health care. They want to have a good job. They want to live in peace, and they want to enjoy their lives, right? And I think, again, you know, as we tackle crime, as we tackle education, as we tackle infrastructure, right, if we're all pushing ahead and, and again, everybody doing their part, right, and, 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 and you know, we can get stuff done, right? Yep. Again, uh, we need good leadership at every uh, arena uh, and in every sector, right, for that to happen. Listen, before we wrap, tell me about the or talk to the audience about the 23rd and the, the leadership breakfast that's happening here and what you're doing with that. Yeah, so there's two uh, there's two big events. Uh, um, on the 23rd, we usually have the uh, the uh, annual leadership power breakfast where we invite uh, business uh, owners um, and we do have the elected officials there too, right? To to, to to talk about the future. It's almost like a business pep rally for the leadership in, in the region from Ascension to Livingston to West Feliciana, East Baton Rouge, West Baton Rouge, and and um, you know, what we want to do is focus on the opportunities and the possibilities ahead, right, to set the tone for the year, right, to remind them of the responsibility. So that's taking place February 23rd. Um, LSU has so much momentum. Our, our, our flagship has so much momentum. Uh, in my 28 years here, I've never seen that much momentum uh, at the university, right. both at the academic, enrollment, research, athletics, you name it, man. Uh, the LSU brand is is all, all over the place nationally. Um, and so President Tate is going to be talking briefly uh, about some uh, new initiatives for the future and LSU's impact. Uh, and then uh, we have author, uh, national author Scott Wozniak coming in. He's going to talk about the latest AI trend as of, as of January 23rd and their impact on Every organization, doesn't matter if it's the public or the private sector. So it's going to be a quick pace. And then uh, to wrap us up, um, uh, the CEO, the chairman of Head and Inquest, publicly held company, uh, one of our biggest companies in Louisiana, he's going to be sharing. He's got major investments in this community. They have been uh, 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 on several occasions. Uh, 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 I had a lot of people from Texas trying to get them to move their headquarters to to Texas, and they have refused, and they're going to be anchored here in Baton Rouge for a long time. But he has a couple of things that he wants to share that you and I are talking about regarding the mindset and some of the things we've got to do yeah. to move this community forward. So we're excited there. But then on February 7th, we have the big Elevate Your Leadership and Your Team event. Ah. I'm bringing in uh, our boy, who you know, who you know 15-time best-selling author, John Gordon. Yes. Uh, he's going to be speaking. Um, that's February 7th. And then uh, one of Where the top that? female communicators in the world, Charlotte Gamble. I'm flying in her in from England. So she's coming in. She is amazing. And so both of them are going to be talking about leadership and, again, elevating uh, your teams. And so, uh, you know, if anybody uh, wants to purchase tickets to that, they can go to bizreport.com slash events. Where, where, uh, bizreport.com where's, where's the thing events. on the 7th? Where's the thing on the 7th? Uh, it's going to be at the uh, Healing Place Arena okay. on Highland Road. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a uh, there's going to probably be about a thousand uh, people there. I mean, uh, uh, our ticket sales are going quickly. Man, that that is that's awesome, and that's a quick commute for me from the office. So yeah, man. Oh yeah, it's right down the street. Right, that's right. So, so right down the street from Rafino. So uh, right. yeah, it's going to be February seventh. And look, 
it's it's literally the doors open up at eight. The program starts at eight thirty, and we're done by ten thirty, right? Because the majority of the people there, it's everybody that's in business, and so uh, I've always been very conscientious when we put these type of events on. But what we're trying to do, I'm trying to bring in thought leaders. They're going to challenge what we're doing and how we're doing it in our community. Yeah, you know, and and and. And that's the reason, you know, again, for bringing in these different speakers, uh, because we want to lift uh, everybody up, you know. Man, and I think that's the thing, being intentional about winning. I, I just believe winning and losing are both a choice. And, you know, that's that's the thing. People say, well, what, what happens when, you know, tragedy happens? I mean, that's that's still something you can't control, but how you respond to it is your choice. And just keeping that power within yourself, because, you know, I tell people, Julio, there is no such thing as control outside of one's self. You know, you and, and so when you give That's yourself right. the latitude to realize the only thing you truly control is yourself. There's not a whole lot else you, you really can control. That's exactly right. You know what? Boy, if we all, it's funny you should bring that up. I was, uh, I was sharing with a friend yesterday who's who's much younger and just give them a little coaching right i'm a, i always tell my kids this, there's two ways to learn mentors and mistakes and yeah. mistakes are going to cost you a lot more so yeah. if you have mentors and, and if you listen right and 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 instruction you can save you, you can save yourself some headaches but um on that particular uh point um i hate that it took me my 50s to figure out i'm not in control <laughs> and i can tell you that a couple of years ago when I finally figured it out, it was liberating. Yeah. And that's one of the best pieces of advice I can give people. None of us are in control. Nope. We are stewards while yep. we're on this earth and everybody's here for a reason and a, and a purpose. Um, but none of us are in control. Uh, I'm not in control of yeah. anything, and 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 it's liberating. Because yeah. then I figured out, oh my god, I'm not in control of anything. No, nope, you, you, you can steward. breathe. You can breathe. So you know, I'll tell a story. I was telling a friend of mine this story. So a few weeks ago, man, <clears throat> for some reason, I was watching Michael Jordan's final game in Chicago, and it was against the Utah Jazz in Utah. And the last sixty seconds of that game is probably the most amazing exhibition I've ever seen in sports. Actually, the last 59 seconds. He gets he gets fouled. He hits two free throws. He's so confident about it, and Dennis Rodman is so confident about it. Dennis is not even watching Mike shoot the free throws. He's watching the fans. The ball goes in, and he shrugs both times. They go down the court. The Jazz run a play, and they throw the ball into the post to Carl Malone. He, Michael Jordan, chases Jeff Hornacek, uh, Hornacek around. Uh, Malone throws the ball across court. John Stockton hits a three. They come back down. Call timeout the Bulls do. They come back down. They throw the ball into Mike. He catches the ball. He goes right to the hoop, gets a layup. Now they're down by one. The Jazz come back. And he talked about it in the last dance that they had run that play before. So he had studied. He, he was in shape. He was mentally aware. He was prepared. They run the play. They throw the ball in. Hornacek tries to run Jordan off. Jordan doesn't leave. He steals the ball. And we know the rest. He goes down. He hits the famous shot with his hand in the air. And they win the game. Impressive. But what struck me even more is as I'm watching it in the post game, you know, all the, the, the media is on the court. The team, the families are pouring onto the court. Uh, they're setting up for the post-game press conference and the trophy presentation. 
And I remembered him talking about being demonstrative with Dennis Rodman in the huddle before the play where he went to the basket. And Rodman makes his way to Jordan. And now this is one of the greatest athletes who's ever played, and, and in my opinion, the greatest basketball player to have ever done it. Rodman comes over to him and kind of touches Mike on the arm, and Michael turns to him and points at him, gives him a hug, and he says, I told you, boy, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And it struck me <laughs> that, <laughs> that when you went, and that, I said, Julio, it, I said, that's what makes him so great and what you just said so important. I can control me. I need to be in position for it to happen. But, but no matter what, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And that's why optimism is so important, man. That's why thinking, like you think, here's the greatest athlete. He, he wouldn't leave anything to chance, would he? Hell yeah, he would because he told Dennis Rodman, if it's meant to be, this is going to happen. And I just I tell that story just because it was so motivating and shocking to see at the same time. Man, I love that story, and it's so true. I, I remember exactly every play that you described. I remember it because I watched that. Uh, first of all, I remember watching it live. Me too. It was happening Me, on, uh, you know, on TV. Me but, too. You know, and uh, um, and and then I watched that exact same series. Yeah, it is true, man. It all it all starts in the mind. Yep. 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 Well, look, I appreciate you, brother. Tell people quickly if they want to re- find out more about you. I know you've got a new book coming out. Where can they get more of Julio Malera? Well, they can go to juliomalera.com. That's J-U-L-I-O Malara, M-E-L-A-R-A, one word. Juliomalera.com is probably the simplest place. Or they can just Google me and, and uh, they can figure out there's some resources or even free mental snacks. It's a yep. It's a uh, weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, uh, uh, free uh, email that I send out on different topics of uh, excellence, perseverance, teamwork, um, and I just do that to try and uh, add value to teams and um, so they can go there. Well, brother, I, I appreciate you. I love you. You're a dear friend, and I'm looking forward to all the things we're going to do together in 2024. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure, Clay. I'm excited about 2024 with you, brother. Uh, I know this is going to be our best year yet, yes, and I'm uh, looking forward to staying connected, man. All right, man, crush it this weekend and give my love to the family, bro. You got it. Ditto here, brother. Have a great one. <laughs> All right. The best is yet to come, baby. Let's yes, go. Sir. All right. Julio Malera, the president of Malera Enterprises, folks. And, uh, man, I love talking to that guy. He's He truly is one of my closest friends, and it's not even a fake about the energy. Dude is always positive, always up, because you have to be. And you have to force yourself to be positive. There's so many days where just nothing's going right. And the fight is to not get kind of dragged down by the circumstances around you. And it's just, it's, it's so crazy. And, you know, I watch and listen to people and it's like he talked about getting older is such a blessing because you, you realize all the stuff that you let yourself off the hook for that you did in your youth because you know you were so covered in ignorance there's just no way you could have known and you let yourself off the hook but it also is like the stuff you let go like the things that would tick you off you either shrug at or just flat out ignore and it's like it's liberating it's like control like you can't control anything you 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 barely get to control your kids until they figure out ways to hide whatever they do from you 
And he's just, and it's just, it is liberating. And you realize like, man, you really only get to control yourself. Even in business, you can prepare, you can plan, you can react, you can execute strategy, but then things will come along that are just sideways. Nobody can predict COVID. None of us know if there's going to be, God forbid, a catastrophic hurricane this year. You just don't know. And like I was telling Julio about this thing with MJ. And y'all, you know, I remember watching that game live. And just thinking, you know, how great this guy is as a player. This is what, 24 years ago? And just, but the post-game thing, for some reason, I don't know if I had like checked out on it because the game was over and, and I remember the trophy presentation a little bit because I remember those ugly hats that they wore. They had these hats, the championship hats were, they're so 90s, right? But, but I just, even then I thought that's hideous. And then when I saw him again in Last Dance, that brought that back to me. But I never caught the hot mic moment when MJ said to Rodman, I told you, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And it's so true. So my advice really, not just to y'all, but something for me to remember myself is always hope for the best for yourself. In your money, in your relationships, in your physical health, and then apply as much effort as you can to that end. But then be optimistic to know if it's meant to be, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, it wasn't meant to happen. So either way, you don't have the control. How many, how many times have you fallen just stupidly into some success or something that you didn't even expect, right? Like something happened for you and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then there have been times where tragedy just slaps you, as they used to say back in the day, upside your head and you didn't even know. So anyway, I enjoyed that conversation. I could go on and on about that. You know, it's crazy. Um, one of my friends lost a kid last week and, you know, my condolences out to them. And it just shows you the abrupt nature of life. And this one, without giving details, because I won't, it's just like, man, you hate that. You know, you got to live every day to its fullest. It's like a meal on a plate. Eat everything. Enjoy it. You know, my daughter's dog died <laughs> this week. And uh, for pet lovers out there, you know how that is. She's going through it right there. And just um, and just like I said, life, you know, and just things that happen that, that you you're not you're not really not really prepared for. And sometimes tragedy happens. And I wish for all of y'all in 2024 a happy year. Like if nothing else, just happy. Right. Just happiness where you feel like, you know, you can be happy. You can smile because there's so much tragedy around us. And with the nature of the way media presents news and the nature of politics, it seems like everything externally is feeding the negativity within people. And y'all deserve better than that. So take control of your mindset. Take control of it. If you're around people who are just constantly complaining about everything, you know, advise them to shut the hell up and keep it to themselves themselves. 
or just move away from them, right? Protect your peace at all costs. Protect your peace. You deserve that. You earn that. Protect your peace. Don't stay around people who just feed negativity. You know, if you're around people and the thing about their company that is the most enjoyable to you is how funny they are when they're talking about other people, please believe when they're talking to other people, you're on their dartboard too. <laughs> you know, just keep it high level. Keep it high level. Anyway, it's been great having y'all here uh, listening to episode 291. This is 291 with Julio Malera with the Baton Rouge Business Report. We were going to talk about uh, politics with John Cuvion this week, but to be honest with you, the state of the city that the mayor gave was very good, aspirational. Um, you know, nothing to pick apart in there was really positive about Baton Rouge and what's going on here in the city. And I agree with that. The governor's inauguration was was well done. And everything, the way it the way it looked on television was well done. And it was kind of what you would think. There was a lot of red meat for conservatives, but a lot of positive about Louisiana. Tell you what, funny, <laughs> anecdotally, there were fighter jets circling Baton Rouge while that was going on, scaring the hell out of people. I was sitting outside watching the football game that the freaking 49ers lost because the kicker is just, he, they should have let him. Just, anyway, I'm keeping it high level, staying positive, taking my own advice. But anyway, outside watching that, and the fighter jets went by, and then they came by again, and then they came by again, and they were circling. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Because they were low. It was three of them, and I got a little video of it that's pretty funny. Uh, I never posted it because it just reminds me of how sad things are because you can hear a friend of mine and uh, Cameron, my son, <laughs> talking about the kick. He missed it. He missed it. Uh, Jake Moody. I'm going to keep it positive. Keep it positive. All right, y'all. Catch y'all next week. Have a productive rest of your week and weekend, and we'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out the TV show on WBRZ Plus, airing Fridays at 4.30 p.m., re-airing on Saturday at 2 o'clock and 2.30 p.m. Set your DVR for that. On the show this week, Julio talks about mindset. Fred Rayford with East Baton Rouge Parish is on to talk about Move BR, the traffic drainage and infrastructure program that the city and mayor president broom have going on now we also spoke with lieutenant don coppola retired with brpd about crime stoppers month and their effort to get narcan out and do a giveaway because of all these people who are dying from either accidental or purposeful overdoses around our community and then myra richardson was on to talk about the baton rouge updates segment that's going to be on the TV show. And actually, she's got one next week that'll be airing next Friday at 4.30. So we appreciate all that. I've got another podcast project that I'm working on, and this one is going to be really cool, too. I've been excited about this one, this concept for a little while, and I finally get to launch it this year, potentially next month. So can't give it away right now. Working on my stuff, but as soon as it's ready, y'all will know about it. So catch you next time here. <clears throat> at podcast225.com. Your voice matters. Visit the Clay Young Show at podcast225.com and email the Clay Young Show at clay at podcast225.com.